This episode is part three of a three-part podcast. Now, in general, the way prefers to a path. It's a way of life. Mm-hmm. It's a set of beliefs and practices, okay? It has been associated with different religious and philosophical traditions, each with its own interpretation. Same with the different denominations. Each got their own interpretation, their own teachings about Jesus and heaven and hell and all that stuff. It's important to note that the way is used in many traditions, such as Taoism, where it refers to the fundamental principle that is the source or God. God is the source. God is the way. Mm Mm-hmm. The pattern and substance of everything that exists. So, what is the way? God. (laughs) What is the way? The law. What is the way? Let's keep on going. The term the way was used to signify the path or the way of life that many spiritual teachers, including Jesus, taught their followers to live. This way of life emphasized love Love, love, for for one another, care for the poor and the marginalized and a deep spiritual connection with God or the source. The connection between the way and early Christianity is significant as it represents the early followers of Jesus and their distinctive beliefs and practices. Keep in mind, they were not called Christians. They were called the way. Why? Because they walked in the way. Keep that in mind. We're going to just bear with me, okay? All right, so... um, As Christianity developed and spread, the term the way became less common and the followers of Jesus came to be known as Christians, okay? One of the most well-known references to the way in relation to the early Christianity uh, is found in the New Testament, particularly in the book of Acts, where there it is mentioned um, that the followers of Jesus were referred to, it says the followers of Jesus Christ are referred to as the way. The core values and principles of this group included love, compassion, and forgiveness. Okay, now while we're on this subject, let's take a, a look at a couple of scriptures real quick here. As this comes to mind. Uh, Acts 9-2, Saul, the one that later became Paul, was actually persecuting uh, the followers of Jesus or the followers of the way. Okay, they were not Christians. Keep that in mind. He persecuted those of the way, uh, imprisoned them and things like that. So uh, first one comes to mind, Acts 9, and I quote, and this is Paul, and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there, talking about Paul or Saul, who belonged to the way, all right, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem, okay, this was the followers of the way, remember, Yeshua, his followers were called the way. They weren't Christians. Jesus has no clue, if he was here today, what Christians are, what Christianity is, because Christianity has nothing to do with the original, you know, Jesus that we're talking about. So that's a good one. Acts 9, it talks about where Paul, okay, keep this in mind, because what happens, Paul goes out to, uh, to really persecute the followers of the way, and he ends up getting transformed himself. Let's take a look over at Acts 22.4. And here Paul says, and I quote Acts 22.4, I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison. So Saul admitted here, okay, he got the permission. Then he went out and started slaughtering the followers of the way. Those were the early 
followers and believers that had got all slaughtered off before Christianity came in on the scene. You've got to understand this. And yet that's who Yeshua was a part of the way. Okay. They walked in the way, not Christianity. Christianity came in years later. Uh, and another one, just to kind of tie that in uh, with that one is, um, you know, Acts 24, 14, Paul's still talking. However, I admit that I worship the God of our ancestors as a follower of the way, which they call a sect. I believe everything that is in accordance with the law. And this is written in the prophets. So it's talked about, you know, in the Bible, the way. The way was the way of the early followers who walked with Yeshua, okay, that we call Jesus. They were killed off and then Christianity was created and took over, all right? And they took stories from the way, took stories from the Jesus character or Yeshua, and they took stories from all these here, even stories from other gods and goddesses and things like that, like from the uh, Egyptian era, Osiris and Horus and things like that. Um, um, the Roman era with uh, Mithra and things like that. And, and they threw all this stuff in and they created the deity, the God, man, Jesus, that people worship. Okay. So you've got to understand the way is how Jesus taught how to live. The way really is a way of love, peace, grace, self-responsibility, discipline, and the natural living of being under the law. Under the law. That's not the uh, Mosaic law. No, <laughs> not the law that's in the Bible. It's the law. Remember, what, what is law? Land, air, water. It's earth. It's what we call God. It's nature. Okay. When you live off of nature, you live in harmony with nature. You're living and walking in the way. Because when you're living in harmony with nature, it's easy for you to love. It's easy for you to be peaceful. It's easy for you to be graceful. It's e easy for you to do things that you normally don't do. But it does take a self responsibility. Okay. And it does take a self-discipline that not many people have. Most people don't have the discipline. Most people say, well, I don't have to do it. You know, Jesus has got my back. You see what I'm saying? So nobody has any responsibility to, to, exactly. to advance themselves to spiritual uh, maturity that they need to. Because why? Well, thanks to the church, okay? They got it set up. Well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We got you back. Okay? But you could just, just follow this guy because why? Here, put it in there because he said he's the way. Well, when you read that, Oh, what it says right there, Jesus says, I am the way. No. <laughs> the I way, am is the I am source. Right. And the way is the way that these people the law. that you live by, okay? And uh, the truth, like we had mentioned earlier, what is truth? Do you remember? Yeah, is the, the giving you the uh, amount that you the can... The source, all, the all is the truth. It's the purest source of truth. But we all see, and because we all are of source, we all see that truth in different ways. Okay? Not that Jesus is the truth. <laughs> right. Okay, and then truth the Truth is revealed according to their capacity to understand and receive. Right, right. So that's got nothing to do with Jesus. I mean, Jesus himself said, this is what truth really is. Okay? Right. And... Life is actually, you know, um, and we're going to, it talks about, it really breaks it down here. When you're living in truth, you're living in life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nature is the law. Spiritual laws of the cosmos, the heavens, earthly, it's all law. The way is 
love, peace, grace, self-responsibility, yeah. and living under the natural law. Well, I like how so they're connected. Here. Yeah, to go with that thought, I like how Spani said, and I, I kind of touched base on it earlier a little bit, but it says that the way of Jesus the Nazarene, as taught in the Gospel of the Nazarenes, is the ancient way of life taught since the time of Enoch and Noah. Jesus was brought up not only as a Jew, but in the Nazarite Essene. Okay, keep this word in mind. It's E-S-S-E-N-E. It's Essene. Look into it when you get a chance. Okay, so uh, he grew up as a Nazarite. And we spoke earlier. He, he was told, his mother was told that he would have to live as a Nazarite, which is someone who is, their life is, they live for God or live for spiritual things, spiritual things only. They can't cut their hair can't eat meat, can't drink alcohol, etc. This is what Jesus was, okay? He was a scene. The Essenes were the same people. They did not do this kind of stuff, okay? And we do have evidence that both his parents were Essenes, okay? They were very, very spiritually mature people. And, uh, and Jesus does have a, a, a direct connection with the Essenes and being raised with them as a Nazarite, and as an Essene, and that's where you get the Nazarene. You know, exactly. Jesus is called a the Nazarene. Of the two. Correct. It's a, a Nazarene is the combination of a Nazarite, remember, living for God in a certain walk in the way, and an Essene. Okay. Which also lived by a strict set of yes. and, uh, guidelines. The actual Essene, uh, the Nazarene sect of the Essene branch of Judaism, the Essene's teachings uh, actually included vegetarianism, okay, no eating of flesh. Uh, no sacrifice or cruelty to animals, karma, reincarnation, immortality of the soul, love of neighbor as self, and the mission to share the one with all. Uh, does that not say like sound like the Jesus in the Bible? Can you see where they got all this information from? And he says, Jesus also taught these very things as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it is clear that Jesus did not want people to worship him. Mm, oh yeah, we, we we're coming up on 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 the good scripture on that one. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and just keep in mind that the Nazarene sect, okay, and the Bible does speak of the Nazarenes. Uh, Jesus, remember, Jesus was a Nazarene, and he practiced and walked in and taught what is known as quote the way unquote. So that's the way is a, a walk. It is a, a walk, mindset. Life, it is a lifestyle. Mindset. It is a discipline, yes. That's what the way is. That's what Jesus taught. He didn't say that I am the way. Okay, uh, to go with that thought, Matthew 2, 23, it says, that, um, I'm quoting, uh, that he went and lived in a town called Nazareth, so was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene, okay? Uh, he wasn't called a Nazarene because it had anything to do with Nazareth because the area of Nazareth did not exist in the time of Jesus and the apostles. Uh, Nazareth came into play many, many, many years, centuries actually, later, and that's a story for a different day. Uh, Acts 24, 5, we have found this man to be a troublemaker, stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the Nazarene sect. sect. They weren't Christians. The Nazarene sect was the way. So you, you really have to understand that these early people, you know, they, they weren't called Christians and it wasn't Christian. Christianity did not come in until three or 400 years later after Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> they were never called Christians. So a lot Christians. of things have changed in three or 400 years. Look how much things have changed in our time. 
in just three or four hundred years, well, just say fifty, fifty years, how much things have changed? I know, I know. Now take take that into account, and three hundred, four hundred years later, you start bringing out what Christianity and, and the teachings were supposed to have been, and you see how, how, how things were changed. Yeah. yeah, and these last three guys, we are down to the top three countdown okay and these last three we saved the best for last it's going to blow your mind it's going to really either really get you to look in get you to think in or it's going to destroy your faith altogether (laughs) or it's going to make you really upset and you're not going to want to even look into anything like this because you're so indoctrinated and ingrained i get it okay there's a time for everything but for those of you who get this these next three will blow your mind and it will challenge your belief system and go get the book you don't believe me get the book oh yes this book literally changed my life yeah and it's taken when you when you read all the introduction and where how all the work that they went through to to restore all of it to its original stuff and the the you know just the seriousness that they took in the the translation and the transliteration and all that of this just to keep it as pure and close to the original, it's it's amazing, you know. So let's take a look at the last three, okay? This gets really good, guys. So with us, number three. Let's read from the Bible on this Is Emmanuel. First. Okay, Daphne, you can go ahead and grab the Bible if you want to read that for us. Uh, there's a couple of scriptures here we want to read. Um, if you want to share that, uh, first of all, uh, you guys are familiar with, the there, there's a scripture in Isaiah where it talks about the virgin, uh, conceiving the child, and you know he'll, he'll be called. You, they would call him Emmanuel, and also in the book of uh, Matthew, uh, chapter one, verse twenty-three, it also talks about um, you know Mary having having the baby Jesus and calling him Emmanuel because they were trying to tie uh, the Jesus that the they were making. Beginning. Yep, they were trying to tie him into. You know him being God. That's typology where they're trying to tie them in together. Sure. Here's here's the kicker. Okay, and they put in scripture that Emmanuel means what? I'm, I'm, I want the listeners to, to to answer that. Let me ask you guys again. Then I'm going to let Daphne give you the real answer. Okay. It says uh, Isaiah seven fourteen. It says that therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we'll call him Emmanuel, okay? To tie in with that, uh, Daphne, would you, if you don't mind, read Matthew one twenty three real quick, and then we'll uh, tie in the gospel account, you know, of the Nazarenes and see what Jesus actually said. Right, right. Uh, Matthew one twenty three is is the verse where the angel is delivering the message to uh, Joseph in a dream about the conception of Jesus. Okay, and so this is what it says. It says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us, or according to your translation, God among us. Yes. So they have taken this to enforce that Jesus is God, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and he is God with us. Now, here's what it really actually says, and it's, this is going to totally, 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 totally change the whole meaning. And it's only two letters. They dropped two letters, okay? That's going to change this whole meaning. That's going to take it to a whole different paradigm. It's going to shift your belief system, okay? Um, Daphne, would you go ahead and read that, and then we'll quote 
and, and comment on that. Sure, sure. Now, this one is from the Gospel of the Nazarene. Now, all this was done, that it might be fulfilled that which was written in the prophets, saying, Behold, a maiden shall conceive, and be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and his title shall be Emmanuel, which interpreted is the Lord within us. Within that us. ties God in. within us. The Lord within us. Within us. That ties in with the NDEs. The, all these people coming back saying we are one with the Creator. Everything on earth all. is connected. Absolutely. Not just one person that the church created. Exactly. Do you see the deception? Do you see this? Merry Christmas, guys, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> So this, you know, we've got to really look into this stuff and understand the, the you know, the, but the typology. behind it. Yeah, the typology touch base is what it is. Where yeah. Isaiah, where the, the writers of the uh, canon were trying to piece together and make this God, man, this they God. used the old Isaiah scriptures uh, for that prophecy and tied it into something new in the fulfillment of. To make it look like it was a It's prophecy. typology, Correct. people. It's just typology. It's yes. all it is. One thing being referred to in another part and then already picking up. Yes. It wasn't prophesied. So look into that as well. Typology is, is a technique that the church used to create the modern day Bible. So yes. keep that in mind. Well, so there you go. So, Always yeah. keep in mind. So Emmanuel means, um, you know, God within us. Source within us, within yeah. all things. And that's what he taught. He taught that we all are a source. You know, he is source and he knew that. Okay. And he taught us that we were source or God or Emmanuel, God right. within. So, exactly. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. We are down to our last two. Yes. And uh, if you uh, are standing, you may want to sit down on these last two. Okay. Uh, these are some yeah. of my most, most favorite. These are really just, it filled in gaps for me. Okay. So before we go into this next one, um, we titled number two as Son of Joseph. Okay. Uh, I don't want to disappoint you guys but jesus is not the only begotten son of god in the way that you have been taught and you have been trained jesus was not begotten of holy spirit by a virgin in the way that you understand it uh jesus the son of joseph is the son of joseph okay uh joseph is his biological father he was the one that had impregnated uh, Mary and she According was a virgin. To this, yeah, yep. uh, she was a virgin, and we're, we, you know we'll get to that in a moment as well. Uh, this section uh, again, like we said, is, is called the Son of Joseph. Now, Daphne, if you would go ahead and set the stage, read uh, Matthew one twenty uh, through twenty five, if you would please. Sure, um, it says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, here's your typology, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of 
the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Very good. So my question to you is, if why was the prophecy saying that the virgin would give birth and name him Emmanuel? Okay. But here in the Greek scriptures or the New Testament, Jesus. it says, no, call him Jesus. You're going to name him Jesus. But it says to name him Emmanuel. You know, just, I just want you guys to think about think that. About just, it. Yeah, just give you a little bit yeah. of nuggets to that think was, about. That was always one thing that caught my mind when I was uh, going to church. You know, why did they change it? Why did they change it? Yeah. So anyway. Well, before we go any further, let's, let's tie it together. So this says here... We're going to show you just how much has been left out, okay? So what Daphne just read to you from the Bible, uh, it covers Joseph, the angel talking to Joseph, but it, it's focusing on Mary, okay? It's nothing about Joseph, but let's look and see what the actual Gospel of the Twelve have to say, the Gospel of the Nazarene. And I'm going to quote here. So please pay attention to what I'm going to read for you guys here and listen to how much this has been tampered with to make Jesus a God, that he, they said he was born of a virgin and the Holy Spirit and God created himself. We're saving the best for last. I, I shouldn't have spoiled it. There's your, your spoiler. But anyway, son of Joseph, what does it say in the gospel of the Nazarenes? I quote, in the same day, the angel Gabriel, okay, after he, he appeared to Mary earlier, same day he appeared to Joseph in a dream and said to him, hail Joseph, you that are highly favored, okay, for the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among men, and blessed be the fruit of your loins. Let me repeat that. Blessed are you among men, and blessed be the fruit of your loins. In case you didn't know it, that's an expression that uh, the fruit of your loins, your your son, your child, your daughter, the, your the child that yeah, your yes, your progeny, the, what your offspring, <laughs> what you're going to be got. So it says here, blessed are your, the fruit of your loins, Joseph, okay? And as Joseph thought upon these words, he was troubled. And Gabriel said to him, fear not, Joseph, son of David, for you have found favor with your creator. And behold, you shall beget a child and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall help save his people from their sins. Okay? He will help save his people from their sins. Keep that in mind. They didn't say he would die for their sins. He would teach them how to live. Uh, and it goes on, it says that now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was written, we touched base on this earlier, uh, which was written in the prophet saying, behold, a maiden shall conceive and be with child and shall bring forth a son and his title shall be Emmanuel, which being interpreted means the Lord within us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel had told him and went in to Mary, his spouse or his espoused bride, and she conceived. <gasps> yes. All right. Now so I've... Joseph made love to Mary, and that's how they had little baby Jesus. Exactly. And now that and we've is, got some supporting scriptures in the Bible as well that support that. So we'll touch know, base on that. We know, we know, we know, we know, we know without going into blind faith in, in 
the church doctrine of what God is. We know humans cannot have a child without two people. A woman cannot have a child by herself. No, but how would you answer this? Like if somebody uses the apologetic, well, with God, all things are possible. I mean, could it be possible? I, I would think anything is possible, but... But you got to understand that the concept of gods coming down and having sex with women and creating demigods yeah. is what this God was built on. His history, the history of Jesus that the church created, has roots in all these other demigods. Exactly. Where these gods came down and had sex with women. They are deities. Right. You know, that's you've got to understand and put things within context, guys. Jesus, the real Jesus, okay, of history, Yeshua was a real human being. He was very highly, highly spiritual being. We have to understand when you when you start getting into esoteric Christianity and, and start getting into what the hidden teachings were with the inner group, okay, uh, and you start to learn these secrets, you also learn that uh, both his parents were highly, very spiritual people in within the Essene community. Um, they were... Everything they did was was ritualistically done. They were very holy, clean people, and uh, I don't want to get too far because we're we're going to be leading into number one here in a second that ties into that uh, that talks about Mary and you know her the Virgin Mary and just her her beauty and and the quality that she had uh, along with with Joseph as well. He was just as immaculate and pure and holy as as Mary was. Mary was no different are no more holier than, than Joseph was. Both of those right. guys were of the Essenes, okay? And with them being pure, holy people, they were able to have a pure, holy child because the Essenes taught, don't even marry somebody if they're unhealthy. Right, <laughs> right. Now, let's take it back to the verses here because in even in the Bible, it, um Mary says, well, how can this be as I know not no man? Okay, now there are a couple of scriptures that kind of come to mind in the Bible. Uh, you know, what about the one there in John 1, uh, I think 45, mm -hmm. uh, where it talks about we have found the one that Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote about, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Yeah. These people knew him um, as oh, yeah. the son of Joseph. They knew this. Um, also, what about the one where... You know, they said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, uh, whose father and mother we know? Yeah, uh, would when you they comment received, on that one? When, he was feed, when they were astounded by him feeding the multitude and they, they were, were walking on the beach. Around. Yeah, Absolutely. The that movie. was quoted in John. Yeah. yeah would, you, would you like to comment yeah, on that, please? Yeah, he said, this is Joseph, whom we know his father and mother. Right there in your face, in Scripture, in John, it tells you Joseph is his father. We know his mother and father. Right. So, and then he said, how can, you know, how can anybody say, or how can he say that he came down from heaven? Well, if you go back to the church doctrine, if he is God and God impregnated Mary and he came from God, he came down from heaven. No. <laughs> they knew Joseph was his father. Absolutely. So for those who. And that's repeated in, in the, throughout the Gospels. It's not just that one account in John. So correct. it's repeated. Yeah. Correct. You know, and we're just hitting on the, the highlights. And by the way, guys, we only pick, we only chose the top 10 for you guys. They are. There's so many. There's tons of, of the way the, the, the church went there and tampered and created the God man. Uh, and, and when there's more beauty in the actual soul 
of, of, of Yeshua and what he taught and everything. And, and we'll, we'll touch base on that some more. But uh, let's go ahead and wrap up with number one. Uh, guys, this to me I thought was one of the most important ones. And Ms. Daphne, feel free to chime in here at any time. And number one, for all of you guys that have been patiently waiting, thank you, by the way. Which is uh, what I asked the question of a while ago. Yes, 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 yes. The so, virgin birth. Number one, the virgin birth. I'm going to disappoint a lot of you guys, and we're going to kind of hope, hopefully we'll open up your hearts and minds. And uh, if you don't believe us, look into it, please. You know, you have the benefit of, of kind of riding on our shoulders because we've looked into all this stuff and did all the research and spent the time and the blood, sweat, and tears trying to get all this stuff together for you guys. So at least take the time and look into it. Don't just believe any, don't believe what we say. Don't believe what the church says. Don't believe what the preacher Do says. Do your own research. <laughs> don't even believe what the Bible says. Okay. Do your own prayer, meditation, research, studying, looking into it, dissecting, putting it together, making sense of it. You know, find yourself spiritually and it'll all come to you. I promise. So, yes, I don't want to disappoint everybody, but. Uh, I think we need to get some clarity on the virgin birth. So without further ado, again, remember we, we had mentioned earlier on number three about the virgin will actually give birth, okay, and uh, uh, to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God within us. And uh, remember they reinforced that again with the Matthew that Daphne had read earlier on the uh, 123, Matthew 123, that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. However, it says they're God with us. Where Remember, they took within, took off the I-N, and said God with us. Think of the difference. If I say, what's the difference? If I say God with us, all right, and if I say God within us, it's just two letters. Two letters, yeah. With and within. Can you not see how that totally changes the whole meaning? It does. If I say God with us, that's pointing to him. Among with, us, with, yeah. Among us. They were saying that Jesus is God among us. Right. Okay. And however, Jesus taught that God is within us. Exactly. So big, big, big. And difference. that's where so many of these NDEers come back talking about that oneness, God being within us. And that's throughout this Nazarene book that God is within us. Yes. You, you got to understand it. God is all. You are nature. Yes. <laughs> we all are part of that. So getting back to the virgin birth, yeah, yeah, um, to... my question that I asked earlier, how can a woman have a child with, if she's not having sex? How? Okay, so Mary asked the same exact question. Yeah. Talking to Gabriel, she said, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said to her, Holy Spirit shall come upon Joseph, your spouse. Wow. And the power of the Most High shall overshadow you, Mary. And therefore, also what holy one which shall be born of you shall be called the Messiah. Both of them. It takes two people. Yes. Two. Don't be deceived, guys. The God man being born of a God, God's coming down having sex with women. Don't That's buy Greek into mythology it. all yeah. in your face. A deity. Yeah. God having and, sex and, with people. And, and you can even tie in the, the, the Enoch and the pre-flood stuff like that. Was that not why that bunch was supposed to have been cursed? Because they, you know, the gods, the angels, all these uh-huh. powerful ones came down. And exactly. what did they do? They had sex with women. You know, they, they bred with so, women and they created deities, these deities, these 
these um, demigods. And the God of the Bible destroyed all of mankind except for eight people because of angels coming down having sex with women. But yet he's going to do he's the exact do same thing he destroyed the freaking world for. Yeah, yeah. So you just got to think about this stuff, guys. And religion catches you when you're a little baby at a young age. You know, your parents usually have a year in there. Or you, maybe your grandparents. Or somebody's got you know your friends or whatever. So the indoctrination runs deep. You know, so, so to you, you know, and, and the whole world of Christianity, they believe that that Jesus is God and he is just like you are and I am. We, we, exactly. we got to understand what that means. OK, uh, not in the sense that he is the only one. OK, not in the sense that you can only go through him to get to who you already are. OK, right. and, and that he was born of a virgin because he is God himself. No. OK, you've got to understand this. OK, and how do you do that? You got to go to the roots, okay? So the roots are. Let's go to the original meaning of the Hebrew word for virgin, and that is Alma, okay? A in young he- maiden. Yeah, in the <laughs> Hebrew Bible, you've got to understand what is a virgin, okay? Specifically in the he- Hebrew book of Isaiah, okay, the word Alma is used in the prophecy about the birth of a child, and the term Alma generally refers to. Here we go, guys. A young woman of marriageable age in other words she's old enough to get married okay or a young maiden all right and also a woman that has hasn't had intercourse with a man exactly just now, like today you let, know there are, are women who have <laughs> children who are virgins so so let's 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 really break down and focus in and i don't know if that's what you was getting ready to chime uh, in yeah, on that's exactly what let's I'm focus doing. in on what this means guys okay, okay. Uh, Joseph and Mary were of the Essenes. They were highly, very spiritual beings, immaculate in their lifestyle, the way they, they took care of themselves, the way they lived, the way they did everything. Both highly mature spiritual beings, okay, and within the Essenes. So when they got together, she was still a virgin, of course. And when the prophecy w- was told to you know uh, Joseph that, you know, he was going to father a child, the child of his loins, okay? He would impregnate Mary, and that he did go have intercourse with Mary, and Mary became uh, pregnant with the child. She was a virgin, okay? Her first time. This was her first time, yeah. Having intercourse. Virgin in the purest sense that virgin is. Now, there's no such thing as what's called immaculate virgin. That is a uh, word that was created by the catholic church okay so if you want to look that up that there, there is history of that online the immaculate birth or immaculate conception is where uh, jesus uh was born from uh god's spirit coming down and impregnating mary where they just totally shoved joseph out of the whole picture okay when the truth is no joseph and mary both being very highly spiritual people and they birthed this child who was a very spiritual being from day one born to be a Nazarite in service to God as a leader to show others the way on how to get to God or get to the source. That's That wraps it all up. His mother a virgin? Yes. Immaculate virgin? No. Joseph Immaculate conception. Yeah. Con- conception, I mean, no, I'm sorry. No, no, that's what I was going to say. And you, you kind of covered what I was going to say with continuing on with that. And you covered it very well, so thank you. But, and, you know, me, I, I'm going to give my own example of, now, I was married for two years before I ever got pregnant with my firstborn. Okay, I was not a virgin when I conceived. Correct. But yet, 
Mary was. She was a virgin when she conceived. So that's how they can tie in that a virgin shall conceive. But they took it and they made it all immaculate as God she, himself no, no came man down had touched and, her, that right. God did it. But that's right. not the case. That's that's not, guys. It's not. And and I don't want to, you know, burst your bubble or, or be the bearer of bad news. And it's not bad news. This is beautiful. This is beautiful truth. to learn truths. Truths so shall set you free. For you to wake up and understand that there is this original Messiah, this being, but he's one of many. Okay, he said himself that God sends Messiahs in every generation to lead people to the way. <laughs> so he is not the only one. Like religion has taken, and not only that, but billions, millions upon millions have been misled to believe, um, you know, when, you know, Jesus himself said that broad and spacious, you know, is that road going off into destruction. Christianity is the number one largest, biggest group on the earth. You know, you yeah. got to put the pieces of the puzzle together, guys. Exactly, yeah. Jesus, this is not the way, in the way that they teach. You know, he, he he's a human being like us. Mm-hmm. He has a, has a father like us, a normal father, but a very high spiritual Man, and he was from you know those those uh, the genealogical right. uh, lineage as well, from those line of David. He was a real line of David. Yeah. That's how he can be part of that prophecies of the the Messiah coming through you know that line because both Mary and Joseph, both from what I understand, were of the line of David. So when you look at and when, if you look at that, God, that's another topic. I don't even want to go there. But look at the lineage of Matthew and Luke. They don't match. They don't even match. You know so. I don't even want to do, get into this, but we can get it. We can do a whole episode just on the contradictions in Scripture. Oh God! Uh, I've got I a book know, here. Yeah. I was, you know, a while back looking at, it, and there's hundreds of oh, contradictions. Yeah. And, and I'm like, kn- oh dear God, I didn't know this when I was into the Bible, and you know, apologetic for the Bible, and, and you... bashing heads, button heads with people defending the Bible and Scripture. There's no contradictions. And there's no contradictions, but yeah. yes, there are many, 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 they many, are, many guys. contradictions they within are. it. They are. Well. There goes your top ten, and this has been a you know pretty informative uh, episode, and we're probably going to break it up into you know to a few different ones. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Here's the thing: we're going to leave you guys. We love you so much. We're going to leave you guys with a couple of really, really awesome uh, bonuses. Okay, I just feel like I wanted to share this with you because I really want I really want to leave you guys with something even more in, in case your your mind hasn't been already fried enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for, for bonus number one. Oh boy. Okay. This scripture is most of Christianity's most favorite scripture to quote, whether you know anything about the Bible, anything about God, anything about Jesus, anything about scripture. If you are a Christian, this is one of the very first scriptures you learn and you learn how to quote it and you live by it. And I hate to disappoint you, but. John three sixteen. Thank you, Daphne. <laughs> this section is ex bonus number one. It's called "For God So Loved the World." Okay, keep in mind we're going to quote John three sixteen. I uh, I don't even have to read it. I mean, we all know this. Let's say it together. For God so loved the, the world, world that He gave His own only? one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have, have eternal, eternal life. life. Okay. It said that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in Jesus stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. 
Then we're all sons. We're all, all sons. That's not what the Bible says. That's not okay. what the Bible says. Daphne, would you mind quoting what the Bible actually says from the original 12 who actually wrote this? And Jesus answered, saying, The all parents so loves the world that the first begotten son is given and comes forth into the world that whosoever lives in the law may not perish, but have everlasting life. This son is not sent into the world to condemn it, but that through his example, it might be saved. They who believe on the truth are not condemned, but they that believe not are condemned already because they have not believed in the way. Okay, guys, look at the differences here. Okay, let's let's just kind of break it down. Number one, uh, the Bible took it says, for God so loved the world, but Jesus says the all-parent. So we have to understand when he refers to the all-parent or when we say God, we have to understand that the source of all is the mother, father, all-parent. Okay, mm -hmm. that's the first thing. So the all-parent loves the world so much, okay, that, okay, the all-parent, all right, what's it say? That the first begotten son is given. The John 3, 16 says, God gave his one and only son. It's not his one and only son. That, that ties in with God coming down and having sex with Mary. Okay, and that creates Jesus, the God man that you have to follow and worship instead of finding the God within you. Okay, uh, so and he says said that he was the first begotten, not the only begotten. And remember, we had mentioned earlier throughout the Gospel of the Nazarene, you know, uh, it always referred to him as the first begotten. He's never referred to the only begotten because he was changed into the only begotten when the church took over and created the God man. So keep yeah, in mind, we all, he's always referred to as the first. Yeah, we are all sons and daughters of God. That's right. We all have God within us. We all are God. And that ties in what it says here. It says he comes into the world that whosoever lives in the law, remember we talked about, that's mm -hmm. why we opened up with this whole episode talking about the law. What is the law? Mr. Abney, what is the law? Nature. God. Yeah, God. <laughs> it's the law. Land, air, water. What we call law is nature. You are nature. You are God. God is all. All mm -hmm. is God. Mm -hmm. Okay? When you understand this concept, okay, and when you live in the, the law, way. you live in the way, you walk that way, then you will have everlasting life. They took you walking in the law of nature and God and love, all this here, and says that, now, whoever believes in Jesus has life. You know, you've got to go through Jesus and you shall not perish. You see how they've taken and, and created where you have to go through this one to get to what you already are. Okay. Uh, and it goes a little far that the son's not sent, you know, to the world to condemn it, but by his example. Okay? By his example. By yeah. his example. Not that he's going to come in and die for your sins so you can go do what you want and party and sex, drugs, and rock and roll. No. Which It says he come to set the example. Yeah, which ties in with the um, him being your, a sacrifice for you. So it says also, they who believe on the truth are not condemned. Where it says in the scriptures, okay, whoever believes in him is not condemned. Well, 
the original writing says that those who believe on the truth are not condemned. And what is truth? Well, God is truth. What is God? God is the law. God is nature. It's, do you see how this is all connected? So when you walk on this walk and living in what we call the way, okay, you're not condemned. In fact, it goes on a little further. But they that believe not are condemned already because they have not believed in the way, okay, that the Son of God taught. Okay, they he taught the way, not that he was the way. But here in the in the John three sixteen in the Bible, it says that um, those are condemned, you know, who don't believe in the name of God's one and only Son. That's not what the Bible says. It, you know, uh, that that's in John three eighteen. So that we kind of quoted from three sixteen to three eighteen there. But you know, it, it, it's about walking in the way, walking in the law, walking in the truth. And what is truth again? Truth is source. Truth is God. It's all pure truth. And we all reflect him in many different ways. So a truth to me is one truth. A, a truth to someone else is another truth because we all learn truth from different levels of our maturity, our uh, our ability to really comprehend different levels of truth. Yes. Let's take it to Yeshua's words on that. For the same things appear different to different minds and even to the same mind at different times. What then is truth? To men, truth is revealed according to their capacity to understand and receive it. It is not seen and received by another in the same way. That which appears true to some seems not true to others. Absolutely. So that's what truth is. Yes. God is truth. Source is truth. Love is truth. That's the, mm -hmm. what we call that energy, that source, the all. That is what is true. Now, we are going to go ahead and wrap things up with our bonus number two. This is going to be our last bonus for you guys. And thank you so much for hanging out with us. And hopefully we maybe touched a couple little questionable notes yeah, within your psyche. And interest and that's right. That you would want to go and get this book and, go and, and look into it and pray and meditate and look into it. But also do your cross-references as well. Yes. Cross-reference it with the scriptures, the Bible. And also do the research of other different books and things Which like that. Which is exactly what I have done. Because when I took this, got this book, uh, it is highlighted and underlined and writings in from one cover to the next. I have cross-referenced scripture on top of scripture on top of scripture, making sure that this was coherent. That it, it lined up. So there, there's well. scripture all throughout this book. It is, for me, one and all truth. Absolutely. And we didn't More just grab this and throw a bunch of stuff together. Right. You know, we just, we, we really need to, you know, all of us need to really open up our hearts and minds and not be so dogmatic and stuck into a certain kind of thinking. Because even that way of thinking, although you may think <laughs> you're on the right track, you also could be on the wrong track, being deceived. Okay. Especially when you start looking into the history of it all. So, right. Speaking of, let's go ahead and, and wrap things up with bonus number two. And this is called No Sacrifice. For sin, okay? Hmm. And the reason why we're using this uh, to wrap things up is because Christianity worships the Christian God, or they call Jesus, okay? And it is a blood cult, all right? And um, they are all about the blood and the blood sacrifice that he, he died for you. He gave you, this is not true, okay? Uh, Jesus did not teach anything like that. And uh, Daphne, if you want to, I'll let you go ahead and maybe... Uh, quote, we got a couple of these final scriptures that will give you a different, you know, concept. And hopefully all this is making sense. And, 
you know, I'm not trying to challenge anybody's belief. I'm not trying to harm or hurt anybody's, you know, thinking or belief system. Correct. We're just, it's just for enlightenment. Okay. But keep in mind, nobody can die for you. All right. Nobody. You're responsible for yourself. Correct. You are responsible for your sins. You are responsible for everything that you do. Yeah. And you will have to experience everything yeah. that you do. In these NDEs. <laughs> in your life review. Yeah. In these NDEs, there's no judgment from a somebody sitting on a throne on the other side. You're not being condemned to hell for whatever mistakes you might have made on this side. This is something the church has made to keep people in submission. So no sacrifice for sin is this. Jesus' own words. He's yes. all right now he's he's getting ready to die. From Bible from the Bible. He's getting ready to go be crucified for your sins. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Jesus says it is said by the priest that without the shedding or wait a minute, let me back this up because it says Jesus was teaching his disciples in the outer court of the temple, and one of them said to him, Jesus, it is said by the priest that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Can then the blood offerings of the law take away sin? All right, here's, put your boots on. His answer. His answer is this. No blood offering of beast, bird, or man can take away sin. Now, if he's getting ready to die, knowing he's going to be that sacrifice so you can make it into heaven, he wouldn't have included man in that. He would say, oh, except for me. Right. So he says, no blood offering of beast, bird, or man can take away sin. For how can the uh, conscience be purged from sin by the shedding of innocent blood? No, it will increase condemnation. Taking Absolutely. it to the life review, you review your own life, you judge your own life, you are responsible for and yourself. You will condemn yourself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, really keep that in mind. You know, if you're going around believing that Jesus is God, Jesus died for you, Jesus is the way to get to God, Jesus was sacrificed for you. Uh, Jesus poured out his blood for your sins. Can you not see how this all, how this can control and mislead the masses? And it is, it's happening right now. You know, when this is not what the real Jesus taught, you know, if you want to have a proper view of Jesus or Yeshua, he's your big brother. He is the first Mm-hmm. To to really spearhead and and this thing into a a way of life in a way that you know all of us can really benefit from and all of us can walk in the way all of us can walk in the law not mm-hmm. of not of man okay because even Jesus says even the Bible is 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 no good it's 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 written by dead men mm-hmm. it's man's words so you got to be careful with even the Bible that's why it says go out in nature nature is real. Nature is not a book that you read. Nature is not something printed in a magazine. Nature is not something that you you're reading, uh, you know, on your computer or on your phone. That's not nature. Nature is something that is real. Nature is mm-hmm. true. Nature you got you go out in it, and that's how you find God. God is nature, and that's where I feel at most peace at is out in nature. I feel one with the Creator. I feel one with everything around me. That's right. And keep in mind, okay that instead of worrying about sacrifices for sin and hell and all this stuff, live a good life. 
Exactly. Make the yeah. right choices and quit harming people, quit harming yourself, and, and, right. and seek your higher self. And don't worry about, you know, somebody having to die for you or your sins or, or, or their blood or getting caught up in blood cult theology or whatever. Just be careful and really self-examine. Question yourself, what kind of life are you living? Even if you're a Christian, yeah. Okay, you believe in Jesus, amen, okay? What kind of life are you living? What example are you setting? What example are you setting? What kind of fruit are you bearing? Exactly. When you really get into the Bible, the Bible teaches something totally different than what Christianity teaches. Right, <laughs> and that's that's what one of his, his uh, disciples asked him, what does the eternal command you? And Jesus says, he commands you to be just, love, and have mercy, and walk humbly in the law. There you go. There you go. And that is what so many indie years come back sharing, the, the love that's on the side, other side. It changes their lives to be more compassionate, to be more loving, to be more kind. And that's what we're here to say as well. Be loving. Be kind. Whatever that path is, take it and walk it and do these things. If it's through the church, then by all means, do it. But open your eyes, open your mind, open your heart to these teachings from the other things that have been taken out of the Bible and do your own research. Very good. Very good. Very well said. So with that thought in mind on our Christmas special, our Jesus special, the things that you may not have known that were hidden from you, I want to leave on this final note right here. And, and it so ties in when you really think about Joseph, his father and all, and Mary, his mother. It says, I'm going to quote the last paragraph of the gospel of the nazarenes and i quote here ends the holy gospel of the perfect life of jesus the nazarene the messiah a son of david after the flesh a son of the most high after the spirit any and, final comments yeah and that's what we return to we return to the spirit form we are only human on this side of it but we're not only human we are the both we are the uh you are spirit, spirit and, and human so and that's what that's tying in here the 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 son of david and the son of god yeah which which ties in i like the beauty of it what it tells you clearly he is the son of david which joseph was a descendant of david you see your 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 lineage can only come through the the, the male the male carries the seed okay so your lineage, you can even look in the Bible, your lineage is usually comes down through the male lineage, okay? Mm -hmm. So Joseph was an offspring of David. Therefore, Jesus can honestly, rightfully be called son of David. Exactly. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up on that thought. We love you guys so much, so much. And thank you for uh, tuning in and listening to this. And uh, go look into it. Again, like we said, it's the gospel of the Nazarenes. And make sure you get the... Uh, the actual Alan Waters and the uh, Rick Van White uh, version that we had mentioned in the earlier uh, parts of this particular episode. So without further ado, we love you guys so much. And may peace be with you all. Until next time. Always let your light shine. For information about the NDE World Podcast, visit nde.world. That's nde.world.com. 